You're listening to A Prophet, a collaboration between Sakhlain and Al-Hujja Islamic Seminary. If you enjoy this podcast, please consider becoming our patron by donating at sakhlain.org support. We continue examining the events of the sixth year of the Hijrah. And previously we discussed the expedition of Al-Ghaba, also known as the Qirad or Qarad. Now, I would like to discuss one point that has been attributed to Talha at this expedition. It has been reported that the Prophet during this expedition, he passed by a salty well, Bi'r, called Bisan or Baysan. And so the Prophet named it Nu'man, which has a positive meaning, coming from Ni'man, blessings. And the Prophet said to this well that it is Tayyib, it is sweet and good. As a result of the Prophet changing the name of the well and saying that it is Tayyib, good and delicious, the water of the well became sweet. Then Talha bought this well and he dedicated it as charity. And so the Prophet gave him the title of Talha al-Fayyad, Talha the one who overflows with goodness. So this has been attributed to the Prophet saying after this expedition. Salama ibn al-Akwa, it has been also attributed to him that he stayed, he states, Talha bought a well in that area and he had a camel slaughtered and he fed the people. So the Prophet told him, Anta Talha al-Fayyad. You are Talha, the one who overflows with goodness. This is mentioned in the book Siyar A'lam al-Nubala and also Majma' al-Zawaid, which are prominent Sunni works. There are also claims that Talha himself narrated and said, Sammani Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi. The Prophet gave me this name. Yawma Uhud Talhat al-Khayr. On the day of Uhud, the Prophet called me the Talha of goodness. وَيَوْمَ Usra, Usra is Tabuk. The Prophet called me Talhat al-Fayyad. Talha the one who overflows with goodness. وَيَوْمَ Hunain Talhat al-Jood. And on the day of Hunain, the Prophet called me Talha of generosity. This has been mentioned in Al-Bidaya wa Nihaya, Usdul Ghaba, Lisan al-Mizan, Majma' al-Zawaid. These are Sunni works which have attributed this to Talha. What's our position in examining such narrations. We doubt these narrations and we dispute their authenticity. There are historical efforts to make the enemies of Ahlul Bayt look glorious. And Talha was one of the enemies of Imam Ali ibn Abi Talib So here's why we dispute it. Number one, these narrations are riddled with contradictions. Where was this title given to him? We see that different reports mention different facts, alleged facts. 
Some reports claim it was when he bought this well, or after this expedition, or at Khaybar, or at Hunain, or somewhere else. So there are different versions of this account. Secondly, what exactly did he do for him to earn this title? One narration states he slaughtered a camel. One says he fed the people. One says he bought a well. He took out water from the well. There are contradictions. And that automatically makes us stop at these traditions without, you know, just accepting them like that. Secondly, there are companions at this very expedition who gave more than Talha. For instance, there are narrations that state Sa'd ibn Ubadah, he donated loads of dates and he had five Camels sacrificed. Whereas the narration that says Talha sacrificed the camel and fed it to the poor, how many did it say? One. Sa'd ibn Ubadah sacrificed five camels and he brought them to the Prophet. How come the Prophet didn't give Sa'd ibn Ubadah this title? Why is Talha only getting this title for sacrificing one camel, but Sa'd ibn Ubadah sacrifices five and he doesn't get any such title? This also raises doubts about these claims. Number three, and this is the important one. Talha was an enemy of the Ahlul Bayt. So we cannot accept these virtues for him. He disobeyed the Prophet and in the life of the Prophet, Talha hurt the Prophet I will share with you some examples of the troubling hist history of Talha. Number one, on the day of Jamal, Imam Ali ibn Abi Talib السلام, referred to Talha. And he said, He's the one who broke his oath with me. Initially, Talha gave allegiance to Imam Ali, then he broke it. And he mobilized people to go to Jamal to fight Imam Ali. And he's the one who sparked and started the fitna in the ummah. He started this chaos and controversy. Now, if Imam Ali the truthful, and everyone knows he's truthful, if Imam Ali السلام, says, you are the source of fitna, you think the Prophet is going to give him these titles? That doesn't add up. وَالْمُجْلِبُ عَلَيْهِ You are mobilizing people against me. You're calling on people to kill me. If you call on people to kill the Caliph of your time, are you on the path of the Prophet? And you're mobilizing people to kill my family. So we see troubling history with Talha. That's number one. Number two, Talha was amongst those who advocated to kill Uthman and those who participated in the killing of Uthman. What do Ahl Sunnah say about that? Don't you recognize Uthman as the third caliph? Well, Talha was one of those who mobilized against him and he participated in killing him. Are you still okay with him having these titles or no? And then later he fought Imam Ali in the name of Uthman. Look at the hypocrisy. You participate in killing Uthman and then you rise against Imam Ali under the pretext that, oh, I am fighting for the right of Uthman. Hypocrisy at its peak. Number three, if you remember from the narrations that speak about the shura that Umar appointed to choose the Khalifa after him, one of them was Talha that Umar wanted to assign on that council. So Umar says to Talha, 
when he wanted to set up the shura and the council, he told Talha, Aqul am askut. Do you want me to expose you, Talha? Umar ibn al-Khattab is saying to Talha, do you want me to expose you or do you want me to keep quiet? <laughs> Talha told him, Qul, fa'innaka la taqulu min al-khayri shay'an. Talha says to Umar, say, you, don't, you, th you think any goodness comes from your mouth? Look at how they would fight, these sahaba. The Prophet, then uh, Umar told him, وَلَقَدْ مَاتَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَعَلَيْهِ سَاخِطًا عَلَيْكِ Talha, did you forget that the Prophet died and he was angry at you because of the word that you said when Allah revealed the verse of hijab. Basically what happened, to summarize that, is that Allah reveals the, the verse of hijab in the Qur'an. The hijab is not the headscarf. No, we're not talking about that verse in Surah An-Nur. We're talking about the incident where Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala commanded the men, if they wanted to go to the Prophet's house and they wanted to speak to his wives or wanted to t borrow something from them, salamu alaykum. If they wanted to borrow something from them, salamu alaykum. That they would do so from behind a hijab, from behind a barrier. So this verse was revealed. After this verse was revealed, Talha objected. He said, what good will these barriers do to Muhammad when tomorrow he will die and will marry his wives? There are other variations of what he said, more disturbing, but I'll leave it at this. You know, historians have documented this. Basically, Talha, he said, that why are the wives of Muhammad different than others? Our wives, if we die, they could remarry after us. But the wives of the Prophet, they can't remarry? No, if he dies, we're going to remarry them. Allah reveals a verse in the Holy Quran rebuking Talha. And Allah clearly states in Surah Al-Ahzab that no one has the right to marry the wives of the Prophet after him. And don't even say that, that hurts the Prophet. So Umar is telling Talha, and you know, these narrations are supposed to make Talha look very good and generous, right? So, Umar ibn al-Khattab tells Talha, remember how you hurt the Prophet? So, don't think that you're so good and righteous. Another last example that I'll share with you about Talha, is that when Aisha was on her way to Basra to fight Imam Ali salam at the Battle of Jamal, they reached an area called Hawab. And there were dogs over there in that desert area. And they started barking when Aisha's caravan was moving. This is well documented in, in Muslim history, Sunni and Shia sources. Aisha, when, he, when she heard those barkings of the dogs, she asked, where are we? Where is this place? They told her, this is Hawab, and these are the dogs of Hawab. She said, immediately take me back. I don't want to continue this journey. They said, why? We should go and fight Ali. Why are you stopping halfway? She said, I remember the Prophet warning me specifically from the dogs of Hawab. He told me, Aisha, what will you do if one day you will come to the dogs of Hawab and you are on falsehood? Talha now 
was in a predicament because he's mobilized people to go to Basra to fight Imam Ali and they needed Aisha's support, the wife of the Prophet. Many people came because she's the wife of the Prophet. Salamu alaikum. So now Talha wanted somehow to fix this problem. What do you think he did? Because she knew that the Prophet told her, if you go to the place of Hawab and the dogs bark at you, know you're on batil, you're on, you're on falsehood. Go back, stop Aisha. He warned her about going through this place. So what did Talha do in order to convince Aisha to continue going to Basra and to fight Imam Ali? Do you know what strategy he came up with? Any ideas? Exactly. He told her, Aisha, this is not Hawab. It's a different place. She's like, what's your evidence? He brought 50 men and they all took a false qasam oath in Allah that this is not Hawab. This is a different place. This is Talha. He has the audacity to bring 50 men and to tell them to lie just to let Aisha continue. This is Talha. So you want me to accept these hadiths that claim the Prophet told them, Talha al khair, you're the Talha of goodness, or you're overflowing with goodness. This is not something that we will accept. So we doubt these narrations. These narrations were fabricated by the enemies of Ahlul Bayt in order to give prominence to those companions who fought the Ahlul Bayt, peace be upon them. And Talha is one of them. But today, if you look at schools, other schools of thought, they have a lot of respect for Talha. A lot of respect, he's one of the righteous companions and you'll see so many virtues. But when you analyze the history and his disturbing history, you realize that this is not possible. These are all fabrications. So any question about this point? About Talha and these false narrations that have been attributed to him? They might dispute some of them, but generally those who are fair, an objective, they'll accept most of these narrations. They just say, look, they weren't infallible. They made mistakes, the companions made mistakes, but their intentions were good. That's how they justify them. Even Aisha, when you tell them, how can you justify her going to Jamal and finding Imam Ali? It was a misunderstanding between the companions and then later she repented or whatever, you know, they could come up with any justification. So they acknowledge that these things happened, but they say that we give them the benefit of the doubt. Talha wanted to save the Muslim Ummah, so maybe he made a mistake, but his intentions were good. That's usually their response. Whereas it's very clear to us from the hadith of the Prophet, Ali is the deciding factor between haqq and batil. The one who stands against Ali has no excuse. Done, period. You want to bring up political misunderstandings, that doesn't fly. You clearly are finding the Imam of your time, that's deviation.